Man, it's been so long since I've entered a podcast. Jeez Louise. We're going to embarrass Jack and Chris. It's I know, great. right? It's like, oh, Assis is back and Ryan's back. Oh, no, Assis is hosting. Let's kill him here. We'll like kill him. Last time I was on, I was like, I was like, Atrociraptor. I'm like, another made up name. And, the, and Dude, then, you know, we got me thinking up. that I know shit about dinosaurs. <laughs> and then the, in the comment section, section, people are like, uh, Ryan, Atrociraptor is real. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got lit up. Caleb, I hope you know more than dinosaurs than we do. Welcome to, in general, episode 101. That's right, folks, episode 101. We have finally crossed the barrier, crossed the threshold that's been haunting Jurassic Outpost and in general for for years at this point, honestly, 101. But because of the special occasion, we have the next best thing. We got Ryan and we got... Hey, Kim. hey! Hey, what's up? What's up, guys? Uh, Generation Jurassic. Are we going? What's the What's the pulse on that? Uh, well, I'm still to be determined, but I would love to go. It sounds like a fantastic time. Um, and thanks, Aziz, for having us on the podcast, even though we're not Jack and Chris. I like to come on the pod at least once a year. So let's, <laughs> let's do. If you think about it, now, you've made two appearances this year. So the next natural step would be for Ryan to come down to LA. It's only natural. Mm-hmm. It's a progression, yeah. evolution, yeah. if you will. Totally. Last time we were all down was the 25th anniversary, and that was dope AF, and I would love to do it again. So of course. Uh, I do have my, my pass, so if I don't end up going, I'll have to probably give that to someone, because Universal <laughs> was like, if you don't end up going, could you send that to us and let us know? Like, they, they made it, like, kind of known that it's very, it's, a, you know, it's limited and it's special, so if you don't go, they, like, they like want to know to save those for people who can't. So. I think Universal yeah. underestimated the kind of like the fan outcry for a new like a live event especially after the pandemic where people have been stuck inside for years the fact Mm. that we have an opportunity in la to go and do another drastic event all together especially on the eve of a brand new movie it's gonna the atmosphere is gonna be very exciting i know it was for drastic park 25th caleb how are you feeling about this event will you be going firstly and if you are what's the thing you're most excited about uh yeah thanks assis for having me on um wait wait stop stop aziz why are you being so like why are you being so proper why <laughs> i feel attacked folks what do you mean no we're starting like th- you're like trying you're trying too hard right now we're everybody who's listening guys, right now is like the they're like the hell? all right folks here's behind the scenes before i when i used to do the podcast last when I was the last time i was host this is before i was an adult now i became an adult I pay taxes. I have to go to nine to five. I have to go to work. I gotta pay, t- you know, I gotta pay rent. Things like that. The life force just gets out of you after a while, you know. So hopefully, his vacation will sure, we'll, sure. We'll fix that, right? Is that is that good? Yeah, it's just I love it when Jack and Chris are gone. Aziz rises to the occasion. I just love how he rises. Yes, up. It's yes. just like it's like this whole different level of Aziz. Like, hey, we we just had we just had Easter. Aziz has risen. You know, he's risen. I have <laughs> risen. Guys. It's, it's the new version of me. I'm a lot more reserved, less hair. You know, a little bit taller, probably in some ways. But it's been it's been interesting. It'll be good to see you guys, um, Caleb. Sorry, Caleb. Caleb. Yeah, go ahead. you will be going. <laughs> Ryan, yes, you're going to yes. be going out too. I know you will. I'm going to convince you. I'm going to I'm going to hound you with messages. Don't we'll worry. See. Caleb, I, I don't think we've uh, we've met. Well, you were not at Jurassic Park 25, were you? This is before you moved out to the uh, West Coast, correct? 
Yeah, I, I live on the West Coast now, but I didn't then, and um, I was I was actually in L.A. like right after JP25, like I had already planned that trip, and like I couldn't, the JP25 like came up so fast that I like couldn't, couldn't make accommodations that quickly, so I wasn't able to go, but like, yeah, I was in L.A. a couple weeks later, but um, yeah, that's... That's why uh, I'm really excited for Generation Jurassic is because like I finally get to go to a Jurassic event. So yeah, exactly. and I don't I don't think we've I don't think I've met either of you in person. We've talked a lot, but yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting everybody. I thought you were in Philly though. Did you did you not? No, you I didn't Philly? get to go to At Philly. The Philly event? This I know. will be your first event, then, first Jurassic event. Sure. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so. So what are you, what are you, what are you expecting, Caleb? For this, for someone like yourself who's experiencing a Jurassic event in person for the first time with a large group of Jurassic Park fans, specifically fans who are going to the park for that occasion, what what's the thing you're most looking forward to? You you would think. Uh, I mean, especially over the last few years, like I've like. Twitter is kind of my favorite social media app and that's because sure. like I use it to talk to Jurassic people like that's the primary use of that and so like this is going to be sort of like that happening in real life it's just going to be like hanging out and just enjoying something that everybody there loves and like seeing stuff about Dominion and stuff about toys and like all that kind of stuff so I'm super excited. See, that's the thing. That was like the big thing for me as well. One of the big contributing factors for me going to these events is like, like you mentioned, the community is just so much fun to be around, to engage with. And the fact that you get to do this on a personal level, you know, after, you know, seeing someone behind a screen for so long, being able mm -hmm. to interact with them face to face, it's a different level of communication. And honestly, I, it is kind of the reason the Jurassic Park franchise for me is still so important is because of the community that it's kind of fostered, as you see on, on Twitter, there's more and more people joining the groups, even Jurassic Outpost, because look how it's grown from Jack and myself to Chris to Ryan, Alex, and you, you guys now. This is getting bigger. The community is like a big, big, beautiful thing, which is part of the reason why I want Ryan to come, you know, <laughs> get the Outpost group back together for the first time. You know, it's been a while. Um, but speaking of Dominion, you touched on it. Do you guys think we'll be seeing any sort of Dominion content other than toys, like perhaps footage? Maybe Colin might... Uh, Stop by. What do you guys think is uh, Universal's kind of main goal with Dominion here? Because it is very close to release, too. I, knowing from the last experience, Universal, bless their hearts, are very, like, they fly off the seat of their pants. I mean, even working with them on a, like, a professional freelance level, with deadlines, there have been things that change so rapidly with them that they're so quick to be able to either contribute or grab or um, attain um, asset-wise. And by asset, I can't promise anything. And I don't mean dinosaur asset in that in that regard. Um, but there were there were some surprises with the last event that we knew came about very last minute as in terms yes. of like special guests. Uh, you know, we didn't know Laura Dern was going to be there. Um, there was a few other surprises as well. So I can't promise anything because I have no idea. But I would not be surprised if we saw maybe a cast member um don't know who that might be can't say if it would be old can't say if it would be new could be a possibility maybe could be just one could be two may might be none uh but you think they're gonna go the cast but, member route and have someone from the movie there to kind of hype up the event if you will you know i i wouldn't be surprised if universal called any one of the cast members the week of the oh, event the and just said, hey, are you going to be around? <laughs> yeah, or just be like, are you going to be around the, like, 
this Thursday night. Can you come by the Universal lot? Do a little. Yeah, special, like, like ten minutes. You know. Just like come, come on stage and like say hello and leave. It's all good. Let's Pratt. Mm-hmm. I mean, they totally. all. So I mean, it could be like. Yeah, I mean they they all kind of live down the street because it's L.A. <laughs> so exactly. So there's no reason yeah. not to at this point. Yeah, especially for Jurassic. Yeah, you got to bring Chris Pratt. How crazy would the crowd go? Because when Laura Dern came out, I think to, it's safe to say people lost their minds. I know I did. It was like we had no idea. Yeah. How cool would it be if Bryce Dallas Howard came out on screen? Because I think honestly, the person for the face, like the face of the Jurassic World franchise, it might be Chris Pratt to people. But it's really clear is like Bryce Dallas Howard is like the main character of the stories. Colin said this multiple times in interviews too. It's about her arc in a way. And especially with the recent rise of Bryce Dallas Howard's like kind of directing skills with like, you know, uh, with Star Wars and things like that. I would love to see her on screen because I would go just as crazy for Bryce Dallas Howard that I, as I did for like Laura Dern. So, Caleb, what do you hope, hope to see in terms of Jurassic World Dominion things uh, at this event? Um, I gotta, I gotta echo what you said, which is that like any chance I get, I tell friends or people that like the Jurassic world franchise is Claire's story. It's like, it's, it's Bryce Dallas Howard's thing. And I, I also tell people that she's like, she's sort of mirroring sort of the John Hammond story too, which makes it cool. Um, but with that said, like I would absolutely love to see her at this event or something like that and like it would be regardless of if that happens like i think it would be cool and a good thing for universal to do to like you know present bryce dallas howard as like the face of all of this especially like if she's going to be involved in the franchise in the future and stuff like that just like get directing get her as the the true lead in people's mind um but also, just I I feel kind of the same way as Ryan. Honestly, like I have I have no idea, um, but I I do think there are gonna be probably some things that are unexpected, and it's gonna be really fun. Like it could be a cast member, or it could be something else. I don't know. <laughs> so, well, honestly, I I wouldn't mind some footage because I know the twenty fifth anniversary they sh- they played the the first five minutes of the intro for Fallen Kingdom and. I know us personally, we went crazy for that, for that piece of footage. We had to leave the cinema literally immediately and go into a, like kind of like a huddle outside the cinema. It was really weird. If you think about it, we're just in the middle of a hallway talking about the footage. We were seeing just screaming. It's really weird. But um, I hope to see either some footage or I wouldn't, uh, since it is a Mattel, uh, a Mattel event as well, we have to remember that. I could honestly see them bringing in maybe uh, a maquette or some sort of maybe smaller sized animatronic from the movie. I know it's a small chance outside the, like kind of the box kind of too, but mm-hmm. it does give you know Mattel a chance to talk about like the process of how they took the maquette version of the, like the film version of a dinosaur and, and turned it into a toy. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, but we'll find out more on the 28th of August, rapidly approaching. So if, if you're listening to this before the date, the event is on the 28th at 7:30, I believe, until 10:30 after the park closes. Um, unfortunately, tickets are now booked, uh, but Universal may open up spots. We'll see. No promises on that. We'll find out more in the next coming days. Um, but speaking of maquettes, guys, and dinosaurs and sculptures, perhaps. Fangoria. Caleb, I know you picked up the the new Fangoria magazine that has a, a spread on Jurassic World Dominion, specifically their animatronics and the dinosaurs that will be seen in the movie i know i think ryan and i have also seen some pictures from this but caleb could you just quickly go through what the magazine kind of is like and what kind of impressions you got from the dinosaurs that you saw 
and he has it in his hand. Look at this, well prepared. Oh guns. yeah, right I'll here. Post, I'll <laughs> so uh, yeah, so the nice. cover has the Giganotosaurus looking menacing, um, kind of in the and the uh, the Fangoria sort of logo on the front. Seems like it's made out of amber. Maybe I don't know if that's like officially what it is, but yeah. Um, and yeah, on the front it says "Humans are history: Jurassic World Dominion." Really play up the extinction angle. I like this. I like this. Yeah, I like it too. Um, cause like I, I don't know about y'all, but I hope I hope the dinosaurs win in Jurassic World Dominion. I hope they win. Oh no! All the humans gone. <laughs> I don't know. Play maybe like stuff. maybe like a few left. I don't know. Um. No, so uh, the main title of the article or the piece about the animatronics I thought was cool. It says "Clay Among the Pixels," the practical magic That's some of philosophical stuff. Yeah, it says the practical magic of Jurassic World Dominion, um, and got some great shots of the Dilophosaurus animatronic here. Um, <clears throat> John Nolan with Pyroraptor and the Dilophosaurus and a a uh, gigantic locust, I believe it is, back there in the background. Um, there's oh, yeah, the images of scene. them sculpting these animatronics. Um, the the coolest thing to me in this entire thing is the Giganotosaurus animatronic. Um, I mean, I'm looking at it right mm, now too, Caleb. Like this thing is absolutely massive. The it is on it huge. Yeah, like this has to be one of the biggest animatronics, uh, just head size wise at least, that I think might have been in the franchise maybe the t-rex or the spinosaurus outweighs it but like this thing is massive like ryan what are your thoughts on the uh the giganotosaurus is uh, animatronic so okay my uh i just want to clarify like i still consider myself uh you know everyone feels like they're the most important oh no where is he going <laughs> with this <place? laughs> the number the number the number one like jurassic park fan but i will admit like i have not been following dominion nearly as much right. as i did uh, even Fallen Kingdom and Jurassic World. And that's not because of my lack of interest. It's just because, like, I've got so much going on. Life, <laughs> like, life gets dad stuff and yeah. art stuff and life stuff. So, like, and, and with this, it's been actually a little bit more fun to kind of um, take a step back and not know sure. as much um, and even and, and not think about it as much. So, uh, question number one is it the same practical effects? company uh i forgot who it is but whoever's been doing the first two movies i believe the company is um, different this time i think it it's is... neil scanlon was the second person i think it's a john Nolan. yeah scanlon thank the you third one yeah this this affects okay uh studio is the one who did um the dark crystal on netflix oh yes so oh interesting so they have a good they have a good like because i work filmography if you will yeah 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 i would say I would say for me, the first thing that I noticed is like, and not to be like um, snobbish in terms of like Stan Winston, okay. but like, my God, dude, like you look at some of Stan Winston's work, even 30 years ago, like when they created some of and like the detail that they put on the animatronics, is just like insane, especially with the maquettes and like the sculptures and like in like the articulation and especially with, um, uh, uh, oh my god, I should know his name because he's one of my idols. John but, Rosenberg? Uh, what's his? Oh my god, uh, the, the artist's Bell. drawings. Um, um, oh no, I'm out of It's up to you now. I'm out of no. I mean, no, see, this is what happens when I take John. Um, John Bell is the one that I was gonna say because he's the I was gonna say, yeah, I don't know anyone yeah. else. 
Maybe it's John. Maybe it, well, no. I'm thinking Star Wars, not McQuarrie. That's, not McQuarrie that's Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. This okay. Welcome to Star Wars podcast. Yeah. By the okay. Way. Thank you. God, dude. I'm get, now I'm getting my franchises mixed up. Um, but what I've noticed is like there are like with the Dilophosaurus. I know how that sculpt looks. I know how that original design looks. And there's a there are slight variations with and like and Neil Scanlon's company too. Like, you know, there was there's small differences in in, in how it looks. And I think, you know, some purists might want it to look original but at the same time you know no two animals in necessarily look the same right like if you're looking at two different cheetahs if you're looking at two like there's there's subtle differences mm-hmm. between the two so like i can kind of see it in that regard it's not it's it's for some reason it's like we only saw one dilophosaurus so i want every dilophosaurus to look like that um, but like jurassic world evolution and the and like the sculpture and model that they do in that looks almost to the t to the original stan yeah. winston so with like the one that's screaming in, in Claire's face has like, you know, a little bit of a different, I can't quite, I can't, Chris would be here, tell, be telling you like, oh, it's the differentiation in the eyebrows and the, <laughs> and, you know, and then, and the nostrils are, you know, and, and, and they have serrated edges. <laughs> yeah. But um, in terms of like the overall designs, like it sounds like they're just pumping out a lot too. Cause we all know that with this movie, there's a shit ton of dinosaurs, which I, wholly appreciate and overall the designs of them have looked fantastic and i and to answer the question coming full circle uh the giganotosaurus giganotosaurus however you pronounce it um looks amazing uh it's such a badass looking dinosaur and i'm so happy that it's not a hybrid and that we're not even talking about hybrids like i was never like anti-hybrid it's just like this just kind of feels like we're going back to the originals where it's just dinosaurs, you, you, you know, like even though all the dinosaurs, yeah, I mean, and they're all hybrids and sure. they're all in their own yeah. way, right? We, we really kind of found that out with this new franchise, like how much, yeah. uh, you know, different DNA is incorporated. But you know what I mean? Like they're not like, so yeah, in terms of like the overall animatronics, they look amazing. And that and that and like in that one shot that shows the two comparisons of the of the T-Rex from 93 doing the <clears> roar <throat> with the with the Giga doing the same thing. And I don't know if it's practical effects or if it's CGI, but like you can see uh, like the cheeks flapping as the as the oh, gig right. is yeah, roaring. And, 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 yeah. And it's, it's you know, yes. that looks cool. And if that's a practical effect, if they're if they're able to like do that sort of like vibration with the sound resonation from the roar in a practical manner, uh, that's cool. That's yeah, cool. I mean, yeah, I think I if i'm not mistaken jack jack cut the video of the two together and i i mean they're both animatronics i think which is and like Mm -hmm. they both just look so realistic and incredible so um, the fact that the animatronic for the we'll talk about the feature in a little bit here as well but the fact that the animatronic is just so good at the end it's partly because i think i don't know a lot about like the technical aspects of these things but maybe because it's at night it's hard to see and things like that but the fact that it's so hard to tell if it's like, is it CGI? Is it animatronic? Is it is it a mix of both? And the fact that everyone is still talking about those things, but everyone comes together with the fact that despite what, it's, what it actually is, it looks incredible and sounds really cool as well. So mm-hmm. it feels like mm-hmm. uh, John Nolan's team is kind of like, they're taking what Jurassic Park did and kind of upping it in terms of technical aspects. Like if you said, Ryan, if, if they got the, the nose, nostrils moving while... The animatronic is roaring and things like that. Like that's the next step of what you'd expect to see. Um, Caleb, you have the magazine still. Like, what else kind of stood out to you while you were going through this thing? Just the sheer number of animatronics. Honestly, like there are so many. Like I, I was mostly impressed that like 
they made the decision to make anim to make animatronics for so many dinosaurs because that certainly i mean we've we've built up to this as far as like the number of animatronics and the number of dinosaurs so a really a really cool uh, thing well shout out like oh God- you're good oh sorry <laughs> i just wanted to give a shout out to colin because um dude like thank god he advocated for for animatronics in the yes. first film and like right we only got the apatosaurus like that was the right. only i think colin fought for it real too. they made they made some other ones but like i'm just so happy that he pushed for that and that we got it more in the second fallen kingdom and now here we are so anyway no sorry. like jurassic the jurassic <laughs> franchise like people know it for its effects like that's sure, yeah. that's one big thing that people know it for so it's like i'm i'm really glad that we're continuing that sort of legacy sort of um but uh what i was gonna say was at the end of the fangoria article there's a two-page spread that is uh welcome to jurassic merch and it just has all the merchandise from the 90s like the mcdonald's cups and the sega genesis games and the (laughs) tops trading cards and the watches from burger king and all of this stuff it's it's really cool that they included that in there so it's a cool touch. I I know the tops oh, yeah. coming back with some sort of a uh, some sort of like annual thing from the first movie, like a uh, a full set of the cards. I believe it is. That's gonna be a cool thing because I had some of them as a kid. So yeah. going back and experiencing those as an adult now, it's gonna be a fun time. But guys, speaking of fun times, we know how much fun time we'll have. See, guys, I told you we're coming back. Your transitions are on point yeah, yes. today. We're so <laughs> bad that we're getting back to the being bad. We're getting there. Yeah. But guys, we got the runtime for <laughs> Jurassic. Uh, World Dominion. Ah, uh, yeah. Like I wanted to say, I know I said it on the last podcast. I was very worried about the runtime and the movie feeling too like choppy and things being cut out. But now mm-hmm. we know, guys. Two hours, twenty six minutes, fifty seven seconds. That that includes the the credits. So, guys, two hours, twenty six minutes. We'll say two and a half hours essentially of the final yeah. Jurassic World movie and the Jurassic Park franchise, the first six movies at least. Guys, initial thoughts. Good, bad, too long? Is it too much like the Batman? Batman was, was too long. <laughs> I, I disagree. I Batman thought the Batman was, just was good. 23 minutes too <laughs> yeah, long. I, thought Kelsey, dude, I, I, I love the movie. It was just like 23, 24 minutes too long. Like there were some things, like especially towards the end, that I was like, I was in the theater going, all right, okay. But, you know, if I loved Batman the way that I loved Jurassic, I might not feel sure. that way. True. As just sure. like, yeah, I'll I'll take a. I don't, dude. You could you could just keep the the camera rolling, man. I'll sit there for yeah. I, I would never I would watch leave. a three and a half hour Jurassic movie, but um, <laughs> uh huh. No, I like. It's like you were saying, Assis, as far as like the choppiness and the editing and stuff. Like, I I love Fallen Kingdom, but my main problem with that movie is the pacing is way too fast. Right. And the the cuts and the editing mm-hmm. and so like I'm I'm so excited for the the space that this runtime can can give moments and everything. So I I'm so excited that it's this long. <laughs> space is a good word because That's a good point. Space is a good word that you use because it excites me because the word space I instantly associate with okay. This means there's going to be more space of the movie for Grant and Ellie, and I'm all about it. Give me a two and a half hour movie of just Grant and Ellie, and that's all I want. You know what? Give me the entire Jurassic Park 3 dinner sequence. I'm saying it now, putting on the books, <clears throat> top grossing movie in the franchise. You give me that right now. 
<laughs> we gotta we gotta explain you know where where they've been for the last 20 years so i want to hear every bit of dialogue mm-hmm. that those two speak about for the next like two weeks of their lives because i that's all i care about right now it's grand ellie guys that's guys we're getting grand ellie this is jp4 mm-hmm. from when i was a kid man i'm so excited about that <laughs> i know like the i mean it's because we've seen so many like different versions and like variations of, of, of how they've all um, been with each other, but like yeah, they like this is the first time the trio has been together since the first movie. That's ridiculous. And even in this, I mean, even in the third movie, Grant and Ellie had such a small interaction mm-hmm. with each other, you know. So like every movie was like a solo journey except for ellie never got her own you know jurassic park 4 would have been such a cool this one's kind of her kind of like journey like it was malcolm for for lost Mm -hmm. world grant for jp3 had they made jp4 what a wonderful story that could have been for ellie um but man yeah the original trio and you know we've already seen some interaction briefly with how they are with the with the with the new squad but i mean two and a half hours it's going to be excuse me a little bit of recharactering introduction but also like they're i mean we're getting bias in we're getting everything that we've wanted basically out of the entire jurassic franchise thrown into this mix yep so i bet i wouldn't be surprised <clears throat> if it's you know like we learn how much again going back to batman matt reeves how much he filmed right. for the for batman but you know what was actually made so i'm curious what they actually filmed because that would be amazing do you think that we know, like, Sam Neill has uh, on record been saying that they filmed six hours or whatever he said. Obviously not six hours, but kind of insinuate that they filmed a lot. Like, there's a lot of meat that they filmed. Do you guys think that we'll kind of see some of these deleted scenes or maybe some sort of, like, extended cut, director's cut kind of thing? You know, because we, we know they were also testing the movie at a longer uh, runtime from mm-hmm. uh, what we ended up cutting, getting right now cut down. So do you guys think we'll see kind of an extended cut or some sort of lead scenes a la The Lost World kind of little moments here and there that kind of emphasize character, but at the end of the day, ultimately expendable? I think it's possible. I I don't know. It, that's not something that's super common to get on Jurassic discs, unfortunately. Issue, but like, I don't know. Yeah. I, f- I feel like maybe Universal knows that people want that or maybe like... Colin is able to convince somebody to to let him put extra stuff on the disc, which would be amazing. So, I mean, this is a celebration of the franchise, and it really does. The way that they're marketing the movie does feel like a celebration of not only exactly. uh, four, five, and six, but all the movies, all, all six movies. So, we would kind of hope that you know maybe this, maybe they'll release some sort of six disc pack after the fools like me who bought the five disc pack. Movie, <laughs> I don't know why. But maybe the sixth disc pad will have like a seventh disc with a bunch of bonus things, kind of like how they did with the Blu-ray when they released like Return to Jurassic Park and that six-part documentary. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. was a very cool thing that they shot mm-hmm. specifically for the Blu-ray. So maybe kind of at the end of the day, they might do something like that. But uh, Caleb, what are your thoughts about the runtime? Like overall, you're, you're pretty happy. It seems like you know they have the, the the issue of kind of the pacing might be alleviated as you mentioned. But overall, like with this, what's the thing that you hope they spend the most time on? Like. I know for me it's Grant and Ellie. I'm sure for other people it's dinosaur things and maybe some action scenes. But for you, what's like the major thing that you really want to see used up in this time here? Um, I I was gonna say like Trevor has said multiple times about how this is the movie that he wanted to make, 
Yep. And that really excites me just because back around like Jurassic World and stuff, he was like sharing pictures of the East Dock sign and people were talking <laughs> yes. about the Barbasol can and all this stuff. And like that, that hasn't ever really come up yet. So like, I, I feel like we like world and fallen kingdom have sort of been like building towards this to now this film that he's wanted to make this whole time. So like, I don't know. I, I hope runtime is used to sort of like give, give value and purpose to why the legacy characters are in the movie and to like make, make the audience really, really appreciate them and understand them. But also like the other thing I would say is like, something that Jurassic Park and the Lost World do really well is like establish the location of the island that we're on and really sort of show you a bunch of different places on it and just really get you in that place. And so I hope, you know, there is location establishment, let's put it that way. Like whether it's wherever Biosyn is or if it, or if we're showing something on Isla Nublar to give, give reason for something else like let's let's enjoy these mm-hmm. locations because like the the shots we've seen so far are like the cinematography looks great and like i can't yeah. i can't wait to see long mm-hmm. the you know the longer versions of everything the extended, the yeah, extended yeah. Version of these shots there. so yeah it's funny how funny would it be yeah. you got me thinking caleb i've never thought about this before but the way you kind of like phrased it it's like you said that he filmed the East Dock sign, always talks about the cryo like the cryo can and things like that. What are the chances he's already filmed things for Jurassic World 3, knowing where this is gonna end up? Because they've kind of had the roadmap for a while in their head, you'd imagine. What are the chances like that we see that East Dock sign from 2015, 2014 kind of come <laughs> into play now? Because we 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 might be getting flashbacks as we kind of seen with like the Isla Storna stuff. Yeah. What are the chances? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that would be awesome though. That's like full circle, guys. Coming full circle from that that fun tweet. I feel like that's probably going to be more answered now that we know this in Cretaceous. Camp. Oh yes. At, at least in terms. Well, with like the Barbasol can, because the East Dock sign. That's such a that's such a Nublar reference, and New Nublar has now been blown to shit. So it's like, I don't, I don't necessarily know. I mean, because like. Remember with with Jurassic World and and this this still like tugs at me a little <laughs> bit because they never they it never ended up happening. But like remember how there was like always this talk of this the restricted zone. Oh yes, yeah. <clears throat> and so like there was allusion to that like the East Dock sign and everything that was basically like the Jurassic Park. And like we kind of found that out that like when they you know found the old visitor center that there's like this you know, there's this side of the park that's not really. But like I think that's all it was like, and that's all it ever will be. Like, hey, we're making a reference to the OG, just so you guys know. Like, so here's a picture of the East Dock sign to give you guys proof. Um, even though it never, like, showed up on sure. film. Um, but <clears throat> with this one, it's like, and like you mentioned it with Biasin, like, we've... Biasin, I don't think, has ever been technically mentioned in the films or yeah. in the books. Yeah, not, not, so, never, like, never name dropped. It's... It's going to be like so much introduction as to like, but, but you're absolutely right. Like people are going to be like, who the hell's biased? Like, what do they have to do with anything? Oh, they were the people who hired and like, all it's going to take, all it's going to take is for 
Dotson, the actor who's playing him now, to mention, yeah, we we tried we tried working this out with Nedry 25 years ago, and that didn't turn out so well, and we never heard back from him or something like that. And that's going to be well, the only cool. reference that we hear that you're going to go that you're going to go oh, or but or they don't even mention it at all because they mention this is Dotson. You know, and then you're like, oh, Dotson, the guy that met with yeah, Nedry way back in the first one. Like, <laughs> you know, they, they may not, they might not even mention that, but they might do some sort of subtle reminder that's like, hey, yeah, well, I last I saw last I saw Nedry, we were talking in and in Costa Rica and he was putting shaving cream on my pie. You know, <laughs> he, so, so some sort of reference like that would be I kind of almost funny. don't want to see you it. Know, like, I kind of want to have what you just said. Like, that's kind of, kind of cool. Like, oh, why is Biosyn making dinosaurs? Oh, because they tried once and it didn't work. Yeah. So try a different and approach now. I, and that one works. And it could be something that they're like, you know, we've, we've made so many advancements now that we could have made 25 years ago had Nedry come through on his thing. Like, yeah. But, you know, so like... That you know, they might make this thing. You're gonna go. Oh, okay, cool. That's how <laughs> I connected. I think. Yeah, that's cool. Like, and maybe maybe it's wishful thinking, but like with all of the the accidental sharing of the Barbasol can a few months ago about being on the set and all of that, um, and like Barbasol releasing all of these cans, and one of them like that you can buy in stores, and one of them yes. is like all mangled as if it's the old one. And like, um, I won't say too much about this just in case anyone doesn't want spoilers, but like, I mean, it was at least six months ago, there was sort of a lesser known actor here in Hollywood who was doing like a stand up show and he sort of, and again, this might be wishful thinking, but he sort of fit the physique of Nedry. And so, like, people started speculating, and I had a couple friends at this show, and they, they came and told me, they were like, yeah, this guy said that he was in, like, he just got back from shooting Jurassic World. And this was, like, I mean, it was more than six months ago, obviously, if he was shooting Jurassic World. But, like, yeah, so th it's just the the weird things like that that make me think that... I never heard that. Yeah, that it's the weird things like that mm. that make me think that maybe they're going to do some sort of little flashback to connect to connect Dodge into something or connect woo to something or, or something like that. But like, I don't Ooh, know. And, and the, the extra runtime, like, you know, if, if we were getting a, a normal, like two hours and eight minutes Jurassic movie, like maybe we couldn't fit a flashback in there or, so, sure. or some sort of connection in there, but like, we've got 20 extra minutes. So like, maybe, maybe that, is a connection somehow that they they show us like Isla we get the you know the location stamp of Isla Nubar in 1993 or something but I don't know what chills is thinking about 1993 <laughs> it would be I mean like, maybe it's maybe no it's wishful thinks. thinking I I don't know I I would love to see it but I don't know it's a good point that we only need a minute Colin Trevorrow, it's not too late. You can go back, hire this guy, get this guy that Caleb was talking about, and film that flashback. Give it to me, please. That's all I ask. But speaking of footage, guys, there was a new feature as well. Not too much. It's more of kind of a behind the scenes with like the legacy actors and the new the new host, uh, the new crew, kind of speaking about the impact of Jurassic, kind of things you've kind of already heard before, but like still very cool to see people talk about it. Kind of why they're coming back, things like that. 
But at the end of it, we did see a lot of new footage, like 30 seconds worth of almost new footage. And within that footage, like we've already spoken about, we've seen the uh, the Giganotosaurus potentially, uh, uh, the model, like the animatronic of it, and uh, some more scenes of like Grant and Ellie and some face shots, the salvation shots. Overall, guys, what are your thoughts about the new little footage? I, I thought the feature it was great. I, I loved that they emphasized like the experience of making the first film so much and showed the animatronic and all of that. And um, what I what I sort of got from that featurette, as far as Dominion goes, is like uh, the the Giganotosaurus animatronic at the end is what stood out, obviously. And like I something I enjoy about like film marketing is like getting a sense of the visual sort of tone of the whole thing and like how are we gonna what's the lighting gonna be like what's the environment of this film gonna be like and seems to me like you know we're gonna have a lot of different sort of visual palettes like we're gonna be in the snow we're gonna be in the jungle we're gonna be seems like a lot of it is gonna be in like a lab running running around that was a that was a bit of new footage that was fun was like alan and ellie and Maisie like in lit in lab coats running through yeah that's, that's, that is strange i didn't expect to see i was that like kind of oh okay we're on like a secret secret mission where we steal the stormtroopers like it's sort of like yeah. a bo- like we're sneaking Very behind the scenes in biosyn or something um oh. i thought that was I thought that was cool, um, that, but yeah. yeah, like I I enjoy all of the different visual like palettes we're gonna get with Dominion, and like this gave us more of that. So, it's a lot of flavors, definitely a yeah. lot of flavors. Yeah, I forgot yeah. to mention, guys, we totally forgot about the still that they released too. We'll put this in with the featurette, like the still of uh, of Ellie and Al- Alan in some sort of uh, Department of Fish and Wildlife Center with a little baby and Pseudoceratops. Like, oh yeah, come yeah. on, that's the cutest thing I've yeah. ever seen, guys. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Ali salad Such pooping a nice reference to the Ceratops. Uh, That's amazing. Triceratops. Someone pointed out with yeah. that still that like with the fence in the background and the you know the cage and the crate or, and all that stuff that it I don't know like something about those gray fences and the wires and stuff just feels very Jurassic Park and I enjoyed that. They really so. did nail it. Like it does feel very Jurassic yeah. Park and it even kind of feels like Jurassic World uh, evolution. Like mm-hmm. the uh, the story campaign, yeah, very good job by like, keeping the the two uh, universes kind of connected. It's nice con- continuity there. Ryan, what did you think about the featurette? It was cool. Um, it, I think w- with what we've seen so far, like both, like even with like the like the the first clip that we got, like hopefully we haven't seen a whole lot from the film, and especially if it's two and a half hours long, like you know, collectively we haven't seen a lot. I didn't think about the fact that they were like incognito in bias and i was like why are you guys in <laughs> um so that that got my brain swirling for a second but i think uh i think i'm really excited to see my my boy daddy jeff daddy jeff absolutely um I, I i was telling i think i was telling caleb this um in a chat group that like i have a feeling don't say it malcolm don't say go, it i have a feeling he might go <laughs> yeah, down i think he like Off he might go Han Solo style, and because like there's that one image of him that doing little that little creep, you know, his little, the, yeah, his little cower <laughs> thing, and it's like everybody's crowded behind the the vehicle, but then there's but then there's Jeff, he's not go and he's doing his little blow a Chris. Like, Chris know, called it a like, a, sco- a Scooby Doo creep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, his little creep. It's, 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 uh, you know how he does with his hands now. 
Um, but it's you know, Malcolm was the first to get out of the the vehicle with the flare mm-hmm. to distract and save the others, right? So like, what if he does it again? But this time he actually does bite the dust, uh, you know, because he was so lucky the first time just with a broken leg. So I don't know. I'm like to- killed. I hate death. that you put this in the um, <laughs> I it could happen, but <laughs> I don't I don't want that happen. to happen. But like, part of me is also but like, I could see it though. Yeah, I, I mean, I I could see. That's the bad part. You know, it would it would give stakes to what's going on. Like six people, they all live. You know, six key characters, <laughs> right? Maisie's a key oh, 100%, character. Now, absolutely, like, like, yeah. So like, yeah. I mean, considering her significance too. So I mean, so like, you think, I don't know. So you, they have to but, go at least one. You think Jeff would be the one to die? I think if anybody's gonna go, it's Jeff. Oh no, I don't know. So let me let know. me tell you, like I do not. <laughs> I love Malcolm. I don't want him to die. Just to be clear, put some but, good news into our hearts. Killed. Uh, I'm I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, like to be clear, I don't want Goldblum to die. I love Malcolm, but the the still or the there was some still somewhere that came out that makes me worried and. Malcolm is not in it, mm-hmm. and oh right, yeah, that. One. But everyone—it's—it's it's the Giganotosaurus yeah. moment, and like everyone is there against the car, and like Ellie, Ellie looks mm-hmm. scared, and Alan is holding her, and Malcolm is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> so it's How like I'm not seeing this image. Mm-hmm. I—I'll try to find it. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I got it from. Too. <laughs> I'll try to find it and send it to you guys. But like, yeah, I was like, oh, that's interesting but yeah Mm -hmm. well here's the Mm -hmm. thing i've been noticing that too in terms of one other character not jeff g but uh i think his name is ramses oh yeah yeah, ramses or something but my by my uh play by mahamudu adi i think yeah he's not in a lot of the screenshots but he plays a relatively prominent role we believe right biosyn employee i just i'm just gonna chalk up to the fact that you know what jeff goldblum's wherever that guy is probably some control room or something jeff g is safe from danger no problem end of story I'm with you, Aziz. Yeah. I I will I will make that pledge with you. <laughs> yes, Ryan, you're 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 bad bad person for putting bad thoughts out. Well, in the universe. no, 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 no. I mean, like it's it's like Jeff or Malcolm does this every effing yeah, time. Yeah. Like he <laughs> he does it in the first movie with the flare, and then when the Raptors come into the compound, he's hey 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 look oh, at me look at so me. You know that's Jeff. Jeff so like yeah, you know, like doing so like Jeff's always like or Malcolm's always trying to save the others by like diverting the attention to himself without really quite maybe thinking about what he's doing. So I don't know. And like, here's the other thing too, like in the preview when, when both Pratt or Owen and Grant both say, don't move. Like, are we confident that the Giga is also like the T-Rex and can't see it it off the joke. So it's like, it's going to probably lunge at him the next scene or something. Or, or hear me out. They only show the Giga in that scene, but guess what? Who's going to come rescue them? The T Rex. Always. Don't move. That's where the don't move comes. Oh in. wow, this guy's. This, you guys are. You guys are literally thinking on a different level today. This is this is something <laughs> special. Nice. I mean, episode one you guys are you're, something. It's you're crazy. so you're so correct though, Ryan. Like that's very accurate. <laughs> so. Like it's it could so be true, so Rexy comes in and then and then they're like, oh god, you know, it's that it's that surprise that like, you know, the same look that like when the Raptors are about to kill him in the first, Rexy comes in, Grant's got that astonished, like, oh look on his <laughs> face. And so it's gonna be like, you know, here comes Giga and 
then Rexy from wherever, and they're like, don't move. Rexy and Giga then battle it out. So uh, what's Malcolm doing? Probably trying to... Uh, <laughs> probably dude if they do some sort of reenactment of him like having radio troubles again like I'm trying to reach like no Marl del Prada man like, <laughs> like if he does something like that uh man that would be funny what I want to know is is because like um I haven't even asked Chris like it's like it's so funny because like it's like we're all like we all talk all the time and it's like and like things happen so weirdly and quickly sometimes like he just falls into things naturally or Jack falls into things naturally, like with the whole beyond the gate series thing um, that everybody's just kind of found these roles. Um, and I've just been like, awesome. Of course you are. It just makes sense. But, but I, but like, I don't know a few years ago, like, and, and like, like all you guys are like really good friends to me. So like a few years ago, I would have been like, Whoa, how did that come about? But like with my own, it's like, and, and not to sound, but like with my own experience, like, you know, sometimes like cool things just happen and then you just like roll with it and then you kind of like forget how the whole process sure. happens. And so um, I haven't even asked Chris, like technically how the whole beyond the gates thing happened, but for your, for your case, so you've been doing like the, the composing, you're the music mm-hmm. man for us and for the beyond the gates. So when you're listening to um, all that fun stuff with the toys and everything, everything you're hearing musically, melodically, uh, wonderfully in your in your ears is being made by Caleb. <laughs> so, like, how did you how did that fall into place? Um, so, I was at Josh and Jennifer Tarek's wedding in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in I guess mm-hmm. yeah, it was June 2019, and Jack and Chris were uh, a part were groomsmen, a part of uh, Josh's mm-hmm. uh, groom party. And that was the first time I met both of them in person, um, which was awesome. Um, and I just remember uh, Jack and I started talking about Jurassic soundtracks. And uh, he he asked me the question, like, if you, if you had to rank Jurassic Park and The Lost World, just those two scores, like, one, two, like, how would you rank them? <laughs> Trick question. <laughs> well, especially Jack because he loves the Lost World. But, um, right? No. So I, what? My answer was something like, you know, I always say I, I love my children equally because these are like these scores and these movies are so important to me. But like, so great answer. If but if if Jurassic Park is like one hundred perfect score, the Lost World is like. If if I can't rank them equally, like the Lost World is like ninety nine point nine 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 nine, like it's it's right next to it, like and it goes back and forth like between those two because growing up I liked mm-hmm. the Lost World more than Jurassic Park, um, but uh, so anyway, like Jack and I ended up having that conversation about music for like twenty or thirty minutes, and that that connection was just sort of made, and then. After that was when uh, I composed music for, in general, the podcast. And, uh, yeah, which was, like, a a long work in progress. And then, like, a few months after that, it was, like, uh, one day I got a a Facebook message from Jack and Chris that was, like, hey, we've uh, we've got this project going with Universal. 
Um, can't share all too many details yet, but like we were wondering if you would want to create music for us for this. It's a Jurassic thing. I think that's all they said was like, it's a Jurassic thing. That's <laughs> and, all you got to hear sometimes. All you well, I was like, mm-hmm. and I, another fun part of the story is that at the time I was like, I had been pretty busy with like music projects and I was like, I was like ready to take a break, like for a month or two or something. And I got that message from Jack and Chris and I was like, I like, I can't say, I'm not going to say no to this. Like I would never say no to that. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, and it, it just, it grew from there. Like, um, I'm a, I'm a collector of Jurassic toys and, and merchandise. So like, it's, it's a dream come true to like get to write music for something like this. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's how it happened. Um, the the music in the first season um the thing that has continued through both seasons is that sort of like fanfare you hear at the end of every episode um that i came up with that pretty early on and sent it to jack and chris and they were like yes this is exactly what it needs to be and um then as far as the music for the first season goes it was like uh chris we were sort of talking about what they might want. And Chris, Chris said something like, uh, think, maybe think about, uh, Jurassic lo-fi. <laughs> and I was like, ah, I was like, nice. okay. So like the music in the first season is sort of, sort of like this lo-fi beat with Jurassic instruments that you're used to, like strings and brass and stuff like in an orchestra that make it feel Jurassic, but still sort of modern. Um, and then, uh, this second season, like, the music is completely different, I feel like. Um, we still have that fanfare thing that you hear at the end of every episode, but then I sort of, uh, I had an idea of sort of what what toys and sets were coming and, and what movies they were from, and so oh, I wanted to, cool. yeah, the, nice. the track that we've used in these first four episodes that have come out of this season so far, like definitely are like lost world score inspired um i just i wanted something with nice with drums and and lots of brass that just just fit right into that world and um so yeah i, I wrote that track like before i had seen any like footage or anything i just sort of jurassic music vomited and there it is and then um what's cool about this second season is like when when the episodes come around and like they've got a final cut or something like there are moments in the episode that are like footage from the lost world or footage from jurassic park or or something like that and so what's cool this time is that i get to like go in after the fact and add little musical things that sort of sound like the lost world or sound sound like they would be in jurassic park and so yeah it's it's been so much fun it's been great so that's awesome. Dude. It sounds yeah. like you really get a chance that to like flex so your cool. uh, creativity muscles inside the realm of Jurassic Park, which I think Ryan, you've also got a chance yeah, to do, exactly. which is a, uh, it seems like a very cool thing. It's and your music honestly fits the, sh- the episodes really well. Thank you. Thank I, you. I think it's probably one of the best parts. Honestly, it's, it, your stuff is great. We love your stuff. Uh, like obviously, we use your stuff <laughs> on the blog. We love it. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but thank speaking you. of uh, behind yeah, the gates, that... uh, sorry, go ahead, Caleb. Oh no, I was just saying thank thank both of you like your kind words about the music mean a lot to me so <laughs> for sure it's good yeah, stuff for sure it's good why aren't you doing like your own um because i'm 
and forgive me if I'm on, if I'm only just noticing this, but like, haven't you also just been doing your own reviews lately as well? I've uh, started up my own YouTube channel called Jurassic Caleb. Um, subscribe. So uh, yeah, go go hit subscribe on that on YouTube <laughs> if you want. Um, I've been getting getting all the new Dominion toys and merchandise and stuff. I I reviewed I unboxed and reviewed those uh, awesome shoes that Reebok did for Jurassic Park and stuff. Yeah. So I've been doing that. And then uh, the other thing I should mention is um, the other series that Jack and Chris are doing for Big W in Australia, which is Jurassic right. World Revealed. Um, and I've also mm. been doing the music for that. So, yeah. Dope. He's a staple of that of the tree. He's a trio. He's a part of the trio now. You're a part <laughs> of the trio. Global phenomenon is what he Heck is. yeah. Australia, America, Canada, next guys. Come on, we have some cool Jurassic Park stuff over here too. Speaking of Jurassic Park merch and Behind the Gates... Uh, as you mentioned before, you did a lot of Lost World stuff. Guys, the newest figure and uh, revealed by the Behind the Gates guys, you guys revealed uh, Sarah Harding. Yes. Guys. Sarah! <laughs> dude, I don't know how many Sarahs are on this. Sarah thing, Harding! It's about to be a Sarah Harding how figure many, on that check uh, my house, dude. How many That's Sarahs do you think are on this island? <laughs> um. <laughs> Caleb, did you have any pre, uh, pre-existing knowledge of this before it was revealed to the rest of us? I... I see. I see the cuts of the episodes. Yes. yes. And how much did you three fanboy and fangirl over the fact that this was coming out, and you guys had to hide this from the rest of us, which is listen a very cool. Let's be honest. This this set very well might be like my favorite set of any of the Beyond the Gate sets that they've done. Like, really nice. I just I think Mattel's Stegosaurus is really nice, and like. I love the Lost World and Sarah Harding, and to finally get like a baby Stegosaurus after we've had all these adult Stegosaurus toys, right. like that's super cool. And then yeah, like, so cute. I think I think that's cool that that he thinks that that's the the best one out of the bunch. I it the the I appreciate what Mattel is is doing, uh, but there is there's for me, I just hearken back to Kenner so much back to 93 because of that real oh dino skin whatever like, like or whatever or, or whatever they call it like the uh the, the dino the oh dude evil raiders dude that's a that is a that's a subgroup of Jurassic park toys that's like on its own dude that's a nice grab yeah. right there it's um, a real feel no what is what am i saying what yeah real feels yeah, yeah. Whatever the that's called, material. and like I would love to. I mean, you know, people my age. I'm in my 30s. We're all the same age, right? People what my are you age would like. Yeah, I'm almost yeah, 30. Like, like people would would know, harken back to then, like if they can remember yeah. that, like you know, if you if you if you have that, if you have your original Rexy toy. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, God, dude, like I love cuddling with her still. Like, and and luckily mine, like I've seen some pictures of like the Rexy toy and like where the skin and the rubber is is falling apart after so many years. Mine is still in like pristine condition. Arm. I'm so thankful for that but like <laughs> but like the way that that real skin feels is so nice and I like and when Caleb was talking about the Stego I remember the original JP Stego uh, Kenner yes. toy green had some colorations and it was fairly Very big cute. had that had that like soft kind of green uh, again like real what would what, you call it the real like, dino skin real, real dino feel, real feel, feel or something yeah. like that and then there was like Real feel, and then there was you know, and then they had their little Dino Damage yeah, piece that, yeah. that like, you could pop on and off. Dino um, Damage. But <laughs> if 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 Mattel, yeah, exactly, man. If Mattel could 
get back into the real feel skin. I thought the Mosasaurus was kind of close. Because that, I was going to say the, the Mosasaurus was cool that they did that with. But Yeah, yeah I like the Mosasaurus. Does it? I never, it's I mean, a rubbery I kind of thing that, yet. But yeah. Yeah, okay. So, so yeah, I mean, like, uh, for me, I love the, like, you know, the, the well, and even Kenner. Like there's there's something about the Kenner design. Like you know, if you look at Rexy, she doesn't quite look like the toy. Doesn't quite look yeah. like the movie counterpart. But there's something that makes it look so mm-hmm. cool. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I didn't care then. I don't care now. <laughs> um, but like with the new movies, like they, there's a better articulate. Like when you see the molds of them before they're painted, like they look almost spot on to like the actual maquettes and and, and animatronics mm-hmm. or uh, or whatever. But it's when the paint gets thrown on and you have that hard plastic feel. For me, it's like it's kind of a hard no, and so it's been the biggest drawback for me to, in 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 terms of collecting. <laughs> but if they like made a little line, like they, I love that they're doing like their little you know, um, like the the legacy figures, the and Hammond, Hammond collection. collection. Yeah. So if they did like a Kenner, like a like a Kenner Harkin, like a Kenner yep. throwback, my money would be there for sure. Yeah. Now the the other thing. So sorry, uh, Caleb, you were talking about the uh, babies are cute. Oh, yeah. No, the other thing about the uh, Sarah Harding set is, like, the package is also so cool. Yes. Like, like, that's mm -hmm. an awesome thing. It's such a a cool touch, yeah, for sure. I almost don't even want to kind of open it. Like, I kind of want to (laughs) have two versions of it because I want to have one with just the the outside box, the trailers, and then the one with the actual stuff Mm. on box beside it. Uh, I'm going to have to splurge and, like, buy two so I can keep one in the box, but... Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I want to say, like, would you guys like? Oh, go ahead, Ryan. Would you guys like to see like a new, uh, you know, if they did like a Lost World line, but like a like a new, almost like Hasbro does sometimes with like their uh, their vintage collection where they do like kind of like a new modernized version of it. But like, would you guys like to see a new trailer? Oh yeah, trailers. <laughs> I would love I a trailer set. Point, like, you can put out literally any thing that's classic jurassic at this point or like an emulation of like if like you said like a modern version of the trailer mm-hmm. i think you put anything mm-hmm. out i'm buying it at this point like it's it's too late for me i've gone too far gone like i'm buying same it. here <laughs> yeah those in the those in the mercedes uh jungle explorer you know whatever they were in okay. the lost worlds that was a, that was something that was like never really i don't ever i don't other than like little hot wheels yeah. or something i don't remember ever seeing like you know they made the explorer version for the JP toy, that was fairly big. They had the Jeep. I think there may have been, but there one was never like really a Lost World toy that was like that. I think there may have been one. I think, yeah, I think back in the day, was there a Lost I think World back Mercedes? in the day they did the Mercedes, but yeah. like they haven't done it since then. That was like a fairly good yeah. size, like you could put yeah, it yeah. Yeah. a playable, a playable okay. set thing. I think it came with one of the guys, yeah. Roland or something or other. Maybe I just didn't have that toy, but um, I would love to like see something like that again. Um, because those little things I would love to have, those are the things I would love to have up on my shelf, like when I'm collecting now in like my 30s. Because right now, like I look at Caleb's collection in the back and I'm like, I would love to have that, but my four-year-old would destroy that in th- <laughs> 30 minutes. So like, so like, especially with what I collect, I have to kind of think about that. But And, and I'm pretty particular now in what I'm choosing but man eight-year-old me if i could see like if i could see the toys that mattel's making now it's too much it's every dream eight, yeah, eight it's everything that i wanted. wouldn't be able to handle it my friend i think it'd be too much <laughs> mm-hmm. like, the yeah, brachiosaurus especially was now. such a, was i wanted it so bad as a kid i was like please make a brachiosaurus toy 
please make a Brachiosaurus sword. And it's not even my favorite dinosaur. I just I wanted to have something. <laughs> it's a, like, a classic. Right? I mean, that's like the iconic classic moment from Jurassic Park 2 is the Brachiosaurus. So, Right. And like I wanted, I just wanted a toy to cuddle with at night. And they made it 30 years later. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. But it's, I mean, that's exactly what I wanted was a that. Big, big Maybe with real field skin. I understand. I get it. I feel that. I feel that. Real field skin. It's getting to the time of the episode, guys, where, I don't know about you guys. This is my favorite part. I'm just going to say it. It's, it's questions. Yes. You know, I love questions. We can go crazy with questions, but there's some select ones I want to do. This one is some. This is something Jack actually replied to already. This is from Siaka Diab. What mm-hmm. is something the Jurassic films should never do? And Jack's already responded saying, "God damn it, wish I was in this one." And guys, <laughs> I, would have, I would have so many questions of what Jack has to say about this. I want to ask. Wait, him wait. I want to make sure. Did you even ask? Does Jack know that we're even yes. doing this? <laughs> yeah, he okay. knows. He's like, I, he, I want to show on this one. Yeah. So, but guys, what's what's something okay, okay. the Jurassic films should never do? I know, I know exactly what it would be, but well, let's, uh, let's hear it. What I'm are you talking it. about? Yeah, I'm I'm still thinking. So well, go ahead. <laughs> it, yeah, I love this. It, it it's it's more because it almost happened, okay. and I'm thankful that it didn't. So, with the sales script and everything, we know that there were possibilities of the human hybrids. Absolutely, don't go there. Like the hybrids of other dinosaurs co- combined, totally we've we i mean obviously we've we've been mm-hmm. there like i can that worked and i'm okay with it um i don't have anything wrong with the hybrids of of of, of how they cross genetic the uh, uh different dinosaur species but when you combine a human in there i'm sorry you've lost me like that takes the whole that takes the whole wonder and element of what makes jurassic jurassic which is the connection to dinosaurs mm-hmm. out of the picture so for me it's that i that was my first thought was the sales script and all of that. <laughs> the dino human hybrids. Like I agree with that. Like, and I say that as someone who, who loves all the Maisie stuff. I, I think all the Maisie being a clone stuff is very cool, but like dino human mm-hmm. hybrids, like let's, let's not go there. Um, yeah. The other, so my unique answer to that question is uh, <laughs> the thing that Jurassic should never do is crossover with Fast and Furious. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, oh, yes. That's, that's that is pretty a, good. That is a yes. Um, that is a big and, yes. <laughs> and I say that as someone who enjoys the Fast and Furious movies. Just like... But they don't. We don't need. We don't need exactly. the car. We yeah. don't need the car dino hybrid. We don't need that hybrid. <laughs> that's the next hybrid. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gonna be the end of Dominion, and and everyone survives. And Grant says something about we're family, and then all of a sudden Dom just comes out of the. Floor. Our whole family will protect you. You're like, no. If you put some, if you put Dominic Toretto's DNA in a Velociraptor, I don't even think you need cars anymore, dude. It's fast. It's too fast, too Raptor, man. We're done. Call Universal. Call me. I'm ready. I'm ready to write this movie for you. I'll it's give you so a script fun. tomorrow. But yeah, one thing I think Jurassic um, Park should never ever do though, for the franchise, never remake the first one. You just literally you can remake the other ones. The first one, the first movie, is I think untouchable. I think it's a it's not only a filmmaking masterpiece. I think it's a cultural icon and touchstone at this point. 
And I think those things are just better left untouched. Don't mm-hmm. remake it. Leave that movie uh, with its place in history and the effect it's already had. Leave it. Never go back to it. Let it be the beautiful masterpiece that it is. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to my TED Talk. Totally. <laughs> totally. The, uh, so that answers actually a couple questions, but there's another one that yeah, is for you, Aziz. Oh, no. Uh, Jurassic Souls asks, also interested to hear specifically uh, thoughts on how y'all think Dominion will tie to Jurassic Park Trace. Mm. Number three, Aziz's favorite film of all it's time. It's my favorite Jurassic So specifically, Park how do we think Dominion will tie to Jurassic Park 3? Well... I think the answer is like it's you've already seen the answer. We've seen it, everyone. Alan Grant, we've seen it. We're done. Enough (laughs) of this. Give me some hard balls. Well, uh, legitimately, the last time like we've seen technically, as far as we know, Ellie and uh, Alan. Last time they were talking about raptors, she just saved him from the raptor experience. Last time Grant seen a raptor were those JP3 raptors. Now he's about to encounter Beta and Blue and whatever Owen's doing with those dinosaurs. So. And now Pyroraptor, you might even see that. So there's a lot of raptor stuff. I think that's it's going to be the evolution of Grant and his relationship with raptors. I think that's what's going to be the big Jurassic Park 3 thing. And like the next thing, obviously, guys, like, come on. We've already seen the the, the, the resonating chamber of the, the Velociraptor. Like, come on, guys. Get on my level. Oh, yeah, Kale's face is frozen, guys. We're having some technical difficulties on her. <laughs> You know, we know with Jurassic Park 3 in the background there, or in Dominion, in the background of his uh, hut, mm-hmm. whatever, tent that Ellie's yeah. in, there's there's the resonating chamber, yeah. chamber right? Yeah. So we know that's in the yeah. background. Could be possible, like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know how many character references that we're going to get. Like, there's a lot of people who have asked, like, are we going to see Tim? Are we are we going to see Lex? Are we going to see Billy? Are we no, going to see... I don't think you see Billy. Um, Lex and Tim, maybe. Are we going to see... Billy and like, all those extraneous Ma- characters uh, from, like, The Lost World and JP3. No, I don't I don't think so. It just, it, it's That's too much fan um, service at that point, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it would be a lot. It would be a lot. So... Uh, specifically, JP3, to answer that question, I... I don't know if there would be a whole lot, but yeah, I think what you answered is 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 probably exactly on point. Like the evolution of the Raptors and Grant's and Grant's relationship with that. That's kind of been his overall arc story. Is is his is his uh, close speciality of Raptors. Um, so yeah, how he how he. I mean, and we're gonna get three different types that we know of of Velociraptors. So we've got the rap, you know, Blue Beta, the Atrociraptor uh raptor gang uh squad or whatever you want to <laughs> the call them. Gang. and then the, the and then the pyro raptor so um yeah it's going to be super interesting to see how that evolves but i don't know if there's going to be much more beyond that i don't know if we're going to get like a surprise uh spinosaurus no, i don't think he, i don't think people are still but, holding out hope you know, but i think at this point if the spinosaur were in it i think we would have heard something we'd by see now. I think so too. I I so. think the connection to Jurassic Park three is gonna be something about. And again, <laughs> I've said this once before, but maybe this is wishful thinking. But like, maybe there's something, some line, some visual thing about Isla Sorna. Like, maybe there's yeah. something about what was going mm-hmm. on there during that time, with Wu or somebody else. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Caleb, what's your stance on the Spinosaur? I know for some reason the Spinosaur has been coming up a lot more on my Twitter feed for no reason other than me being a Jurassic Park three fan, probably. But right. do you guys think they're like, like, is there some, is there something that I'm missing? Is there some sort of smoke or like bits of rumors that are saying the Spinosaur is back, other than maybe Camp Cretaceous? I don't know. I don't know if people are pulling that from like. I mean, obviously, like people want that, and that would be cool, like right. a, a rematch or whatever, you know, that whole thing. But like. Uh, I don't know if people are pulling that from like the Fallen Kingdom concept art that had the Spinosaurus during the volcanic eruption and all that stuff, and then it got cut. Okay. Um, but like, I mean, my thinking is that if if the Spinosaur if if the or a Spinosaurus shows up, like maybe Biosyn has one in their big preserve or something, like maybe. So, but I I don't know. It doesn't. I mean. I don't, and I don't mean to offend any Spinosaurus fans out there, but like it, do, I don't know how that would fit into the plot of Dominion. I don't know what the justification would be, but it, it would be it cool. Gets dangerous, right? It gets dangerous. Yeah, it'd be cool, but it gets dangerous with some people being like, that's too much fan service at this point. We don't need to see every single dinosaur that's ever existed in the franchise. You know? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right. That's the way I feel about it at this point, especially with us getting so many brand new ones. Um. I don't think we have to retread dinosaurs at this point. Like we got the Dilophosaurus. That's kind of all we really need. I want to see new things, you know, push the franchise forward as we've kind of uh, mentioned a couple of times. Already. And I, guys, yeah, go ahead. I know. I think, I think that if you're going to bring a dinosaur back that hasn't been around in forever, it's the Dilophosaurus. Cause like right. the, the non, the yep. non Jurassic fans that I talk to, they say, oh yeah, Jurassic Park, there's that spitting dinosaur who, yeah. who gets Newman. Like, they they know the Dilophosaurus, so like, it's a thing that people know, and so I think, like, that mm-hmm. that to me is like the best choice that they've made as far as bringing a dinosaur back, so. Hands down. I'm so excited that Dilophosaurus is back. So excited. Some shots don't look good or whatever, but I don't care. Just give it to me. Give me give me all the shots. <laughs> I want to see and, I want to see all the Dilophosaurus, you know? And to think about how a Dilophosaurus is going to kill someone in this movie. Like, that's going to happen. you got you to think it's going to have a, a fun so, Nedby-esque death. Something yep. iconically, just as iconic, sorry, as Nedby's death. Well, hopefully, fingers crossed. We don't have to wait much longer, though, guys. Um, movie comes out June. We're almost there, guys. But before that, Generation Jurassic coming up in 28th of... Uh, 28th of, uh, of this month, April. I almost forgot what month it was. That was that been we are in April. Yeah, but guys, Outpost is uh, hosting a panel. Chris will be there. Uh, he'll be hosting. Jack will be hosting as well. I'll be there. Ryan will be there. I'm forcing him to come. Caleb's going to be there too. I think yep. Samantha is going to be there as well. So a lot of the Outpost fam is going to be there, guys. Come come on down if you have ticks. Ticks. If you have tickets, I'll, I'll edit that out. <laughs> ticks. I just talk weird now. Um. <laughs> Yeah, tickets. So come on down, guys. Say hello to us. We'll have some fun time, and then hopefully, guys, there's all some Jurassic World Dominion stuff, and we'll just get hyped. But guys, thank you for joining me on this pod, episode 101. Hopefully, episode 102 will be a .5 episode. If you guys know what a .5 episode is, hit me up. Let me know if you want it. Ryan, thank you for joining me on this. Caleb, thank you. Yeah. I will see you guys thank in you. LA in a couple of days. All right. Later. Later.